Staying in to watch the sport? Let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Rotoflex, world-leading biomechanical design by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. Kick back and relax. It's time for the run home with Kirsten Beef. Good afternoon. Welcome into the run home on SENZ with Kirsten Beeb. All thanks to Mick Delivery. Great to have you joining us today on Monday the 27th of February. There is a lot to discuss. Kane Williamson, his historic feats today. The Black Caps, of course, will be giving you live updates from the Basin Reserve All Show. We'll talk the first round of Super Rugby, our power rankings, our player power rankings, plus so much more. Uh, coming up on the Makers menu, Thanks to McDelivery. Who did it better? We ask you the question, who did it better between the Chiefs and the Blues? We want to hear from you today as well. We'll catch up with Brennan Popperwell from the TAB. BSI is just around the corner as well. After five o'clock, we've got the Chiefs star playmaker, Damien McKenzie, on the programme. We've got cream of the crop, uh, all thanks to PDG Rights and Turf. Plus, Drive to Survive is hit big time. It's got to go today, people. It has got to go. We are sitting at $300, all thanks to our great mates at the TAB. Uh, if it doesn't go today, we can't give it away. We can't. We've got to do, we've got to give the full 300 today. So make sure you're on your phones at about 5.30. After 6 o'clock, we'll talk the NBL final series with Andrew Mulligan. And we've got Grant Elliott coming on the show as well to talk all things test cricket from Wellington. That is the Macca's menu. Thanks to McDelivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. Beeve, welcome into the programme from The Batch and The Coromandel. How are you? How is The Coromandel after everything that's happened over the last few weeks? Is The Batch still standing? <laughs> the Batch is still standing. Jeez, uh, the roads. You can certainly tell there's been some damage to the roads. It's... How'd you get in? Uh, I went the coast road. went the, the coast to Coromandel Road and... Uh, Lots of lots of evidence of obviously slips that were there and trees that had come down and uh, yeah it was quite an eye opener coming down yesterday afternoon but uh, great to be down here always great to be down here uh, a couple of things just to note there because the fact three hundred doesn't go I mean it's look, got to. it's well it can come to my account because uh, mine needs uh, a bit of an injection and uh, geez what a wonderful weekend of sport we had isn't it great to have Super Rugby back it is great to have Super Rugby back it was such a good weekend uh, of viewing all round it doesn't matter which game you watch even those Australian games weren't too bad uh, I have to say mm. they were they were not too bad good to have all those All Blacks back playing as well yeah it certainly was <laughs> they, you never say people aren't up for it but jeepers is the World Cup year oh. just 
Already. Oh, I think it's added. Oh, Already it's really added has. some spice. Everyone's it's, come out firing. You certainly have. Um, funny you mentioned the Aussie thing. I actually did, because I had some interest uh, financially <laughs> in the Waratahs Brumbies game. I, I watched that. And you know what? Often, I've mentioned many times, it used to pain me to watch an Aussie game after a New Zealand Friday nighter. It wasn't, it had some. Not too bad. It was not not too as bad, bad as it has been. No. It? But in saying that, I think we were probably looking at their two best teams, yeah. gauging by the results over the weekend. Um, there was a bit of, yeah, there was certainly a bit of enterprise there from uh, some young Australian backs. I think too young to make a massive impact uh, just yet for the Wallabies. The other note of that game is Eddie Jones gets brought up on the yes. big screen and he yes. gets a standing ovation from the crowd. How long is that going to last? How long? It depends is if the, they're winning or not. Well. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's going to happen if you get towed up by 40 by the All Blacks and bled one? Is it still going to be the standing ovation every time Eddie comes on the, the big screen? No. But look, he's got about three months or four months to just make the most of it. Yes. It's a real honeymoon period, isn't it? He is a, literally a bigger star than any player, player. in Australia right now. <laughs> he's bigger than any player. It's not I mean, often you can say that, can you? When he got tapped on the shoulder and said that million dollars contract or whatever, probably plus that he was on over in the England, that it's all over. I wonder if he envisioned that life was going to turn around so marvellously for him. He's a hero. He's a national hero. Wherever he goes uh, in Sydney, New Zealand, uh, we're going to talk about Super Rugby big time on the programme today. Uh, let's go through a few headlines. Beav, you said you got an absolute hiding on the weekend. Well, so did Beaver's Best. When was the last time you actually pulled through for our listeners? Oh, it'd be a month or so now. Mm, it must I think be it was said. a bit more than that. <laughs> it must be a good month. Look, the, you know the frustrating thing about the Beaver's Best one this weekend is... My three dollars shot actually came in the the Waratahs and uh, they play Waratahs and Brumbies to combine for forty to sixty points and the game to be decided by twelve points or less. I thought that was my roughie, and because obviously we had a, a sure thing from Cambridge, uh, which didn't quite come in, um, and then we had the Chiefs with a six and a half points head start. Well, geez, <laughs> blew geez. that out of the water. They, they had that comfortably. And uh, and we had the um, force was the listeners from Hamish actually, he tipped the force by ten and I think they won by seven. So we were two from four in the weekend. I just still feel that we're seeing the ball well. It's only a matter of time, people. Keep the faith. I don't need you to come in on a Monday and uh, throw throw shade on Beaver's best. We are getting closer and closer, and it's a matter of fine tuning our game. And there's it's a two few from things. Four closer. Mentally, I've told myself I'm getting very close. Okay. I've I've adjusted mentally to it. I've made a few hard and fast rules about what I'm going to be betting on and I, I'm going to stick to my wheelhouse moving forward. Now, there will be very little else other than uh, rugby and maybe a little bit of NRL. Now, Beaver, our history has been made uh, over the last few days. We'll get to the base in history, but first, history made in Christchurch. Damien McKenzie has overtaken you, one S Donald, as the highest point scorer in Chiefs history. 887 plays 886. You'll never be on top again, Beef. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I didn't realise that until I, some uh, some plucky young uh, producer sent me a uh, picture of it and I uh, didn't even realise I was still there. I thought Aaron Cruden would have been the, the record holder. Not Do you think me, Damien's but, uh, even aware of the milestone? Uh, well, I got sent it again in the last 24 hours um, by, by somebody... Damien? 
Uh, potentially by someone broadcasting a Chiefs um, a Chiefs um, notification about they've obviously done a post about it. So uh, clearly he does know about it. And um, yeah, we, all the best to him. I hope he I hope he goes a lot further uh, with his points tally, which I'm sure he will. Um, but yeah, would have been nice if he'd left me have it for a few. Uh, I guess probably to the age where my kids could appreciate it would have been nice. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's that's Damien. Not the four year old will. Um, yeah, I actually haven't told her. I might have to, I might have to tell her. <laughs> tell her. <laughs> Dad once had some, some sort of points record. Anyway. Um, speaking he won't about... Get my, I don't reckon he'll ever get my all-time uh, in-game one. Which That's is what? How many 30, points? I think it was 36. I don't know if he'll get there. Well, actually, he will get what there. What did you do for probably, 36 points? Uh, it's the you day must have scored that, a couple of tries. Yeah, but it's the day we put 70 on um, the Lions in Johannesburg. And uh, we got accused of playing touch footy that day because we also let in about 60. Um, so, but, yeah, that, that, that'll be tough to beat for Damo. But he'll probably do it because he'll probably score three or four tries one day. Mm. He'll he'll definitely do that one as well. Mm. You'll be knocked off your perch. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, Ross Taylor has been knocked off his perch and he's happy about it because Kane Williamson this morning became New Zealand's highest ever test run scorer, 7,684 this morning. But even more now, he's still at the crease, 116, not out for New Zealand. But let's go back to the moment it all happened. Worked off his toes. Nice piece of timing. How good is the timing? It's going to run away for four. And there it is. Greatness has been talked about from a young age. And now Kane Williamson is top of New Zealand's test run scoring tree. Going past his longtime teammate Ross Taylor to a position many believed he would always get to. He has, and now is number one, appreciated by his teammates. Greatness, 7,684 7, runs in 161 innings. Ross Taylor did it in 196. Imagine what Kane's going to go on to achieve. I mean, you talk about Damien McKenzie, but Williamson, one of the greats. Oh, I mean, we talked about last week when I guess a lot of people were starting to, well, not write him off, but there was a few people coming at him. And I was thinking to myself, well, in this country, he's regarded as, if not our greatest, mm. he's in the conversation. And uh, to be writing him off just yet, and, and sure enough, he's back. And he's he's back in a big way. And he's he may not be playing a match-winning innings, but he's playing a match-saving innings. And, uh, I mean, you just can't keep of that echelon player. You don't keep them down for long. Yeah, Ross Taylor actually tweeted out his congratulations to Kane. Uh, he said, this achievement is a testament to your hard work, dedication to Test cricket, of which I was privy to for a number of years. Here is to many more with a glass of red wine. That must be his tipple of choice. But match-saving innings you speak about, New Zealand, 430 for five. They're doing okay, Beef. They're yeah, doing got, okay. Got a lead of 204. So whatever they get from here on in, obviously, Kirs, the English have got to go out and get it. And what's the goal from here? Bat through I'd, to what stage? I'd say I'd say you play on the English ego here and you bat time because they will go after it regardless of what's left. So if you leave them half a day to go and get two fifty three hundred, they'll go after it. Mm. I reckon. So I reckon you just play on that. But I mean, obviously, so just don't leave them any time. Don't leave him any time and, and, and just be in no rush. I mean, uh, what do we get? I'm Maybe a double century for Kane Williamson would be all right. If he wants to get a double, he gets a double. Obviously, uh, Blundell's set up sticks there too. Now he's on 64 off uh, 117. We're going along at three and over. 
I mean, just play it as it, play it as it, you see it. There's no, there's no point giving them any longer than they need because they are going to go after it regardless. Mm. Uh, there was a great show uh, that was back on uh, the airways last night, Beef, not on radio, it was on television, uh, the breakdown on Sky Sports. Oh, yes. We had some great guests on last night. Uh, wonderful panel, but... Some great guests. First one, Man After Your Heart, Brad Weber came on the program uh, talking about uh, the new tactics in Super Rugby this year. Have a listen. Weber, you talk about strikes and, and different tactics now with these new rules. I'm loving the way the Fords have gone back into the old school tap kicks. I mean, you guys did it a couple, and it's been, <laughs> been, a, been, a real, been a real feature through the course of the weekend. Just talk us through that. Look, to be honest, we're all copying the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is. It used to be. It used to be the other way around, right, where we were the innovators and they would end up copying us. But I've got to be honest, we've been watching a lot of uh, the tap plays that I've been doing up, up north and really enjoying them. And, um, yeah, I guess particularly against the Crusaders, I've got a good set piece, scrum and, and line out. So it's actually it's actually quite good coming up with something different, have a bit of fun. The boys seem to really enjoy um, practising them and we obviously scored off one off on the weekend. So... Uh, we're one for one in that department, so I think you'll, yeah, I think you'll probably see more of those too. Beaver, what do you think, Brad Weber, saying the Northern Hemisphere sides are now the great innovators of the game? Do you agree? Yeah, it's embarrassing if it is, but um, you heard it from the horse's mouth. Yeah, I know. Well, to be funny, funny enough, Kiss, I was watching those games unfold, and because I'd stumbled onto watching a bit of the Northern Hemisphere a few weeks ago, and they all, they all were, or it might have been a highlight show, and they were all doing these little tap kick plays five out mm. and they looked they looked very hard to defend and uh and as we said they, they they have copied it from up there so um who would have thought we would be looking north to get a bit more enterprising play as opposed to thinking it would they would be the ones going to the corners and line out driving or taking the three points so yes it's uh we had an interesting show and chat with uh, Scotty Stevenson there while you were uh recovering from your wedding and it was very much around the innovation and the ideas of rugby and where they're coming from at the moment. And, um, yeah, it pains you to say, but maybe the, the intelligent coaching and, and the smart coaching is coming from up there. Mm, I definitely made it uh, good viewing over the weekend, yes. that's for sure. We also had Karen Reid on the program, of course, former All Blacks captain and World Cup winner, multiple World Cup winner. Uh, and he was talking about the coaching scenario in New Zealand, the headlines that Ian Foster made last week in the first round of Super Rugby and whether a head coach should be appointed now or should it be appointed post-Rugby World Cup? Here's what he had to say. Um, I don't think so, no. I think, you know, Razor's Razor. I think he's in that position where, um, you know, he's been maybe, I don't know, the communication between both parties or what, but, um, you know, he, from my point of view, I think Razor's the next all-back coach. Um, you, know, prob- you know, it's probably what should be happening um, after the World Cup, but it's just like, okay, um, how best do we get there? Um, you know, and I think probably the best way forward, if we're going to do it, if we want to look after our, you know, our best coaches in the country, which Razor certainly is, then, you know, probably we just, you know, you name him, you move on and um, everyone can just focus on, you know, supporting Fozzie and, um, you know, because that's what we need to do for this year is getting behind him and, you know, the way New Zealand rugby are probably just letting things hang at the moment, there's probably not much support or Fozzie probably doesn't feel like there's much support for him. That is the strongest piece of support I have heard for Scott Robertson's All Black aspirations from a very well-respected member of the rugby community, Beef. 
Yeah, absolutely. When you've got the most recent All Black captain coming out and, I guess, speaking pretty plainly. Um, and I completely 100% agree. I think I've said it many times. That the best thing for Fozzie is, I think, to know that the weight of that, you know, that's over. Because at the moment, I dare say he's trying to prepare a team to go and win a World Cup of France, but he's also trying to prepare a job and <laughs> a job-saving act too mm. and, and all the political rubbish that goes along with that. So why not just say, this is how it's going to be and then say, Fozzie, you can turn it all around or you can you can go out like a champion and, and just focus in on Paris and put all your energy into Paris because unfortunately, if this still lingers on, the focus for him will be, Oh, it might be sixty percent Paris and forty percent trying to save your job or, or what have you. So I honestly think it is the best thing for him if they come out, they say how it is, he can just zone in on the World Cup, getting thirty two guys all on on the same sheet and uh and crack forward with that as opposed to what we've seen now, where it's just it's like we're watching Obama run for a office at the moment, isn't it? It's just it's just gonna be a campaign going on. Well, a board meeting was had on Thursday, I believe, uh, with the New Zealand Rugby Board, uh, and it sounds like they've made the decision to, yes, name an All Blacks coach before the World Cup, and by all accounts, it's going to happen very quickly. We're talking weeks, if not in the next month. Yeah, well, that's not too bad. I mean, obviously, we were told last year that it was going to happen in February, so by... (laughs) standards that's been happening recently that's that's pretty good that's pretty good um so we can take a march april they've got to get it done before the all blacks play a game so that's what that's at june july so yeah that's not bad game by the uh, rugby union if they can sort that out that'd be wonderful (laughs) we get a few more months of speculation on our radio show from it we've got another month Uh, geez we're gonna have to find some more content (laughs) when if they actually do name it Super Rugby Beef plus All Blacks plus oh, NRL starts this week plus the Good. ANZ Premiership. We have sport coming out of our ears this year. Don't you worry about that. Right, when we come back, who did it better? We want you to decide who was more impressive on the weekend. Was it the 60 points the Blues put on the Highlanders or was it the Chiefs upsetting the Crusaders on their home soil? And not Wasn't just upsetting upset? them. It, it was a massive performance as well. 31 points on the defending, 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 defending champion mm. Crusaders round one. What do you think? Who was more impressive, the Chiefs or the Blues? We'll hear from Beaver right after this. And to watch the sport, let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Rotaflex, world-leading biomechanical design by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. Hold on to your seats. It's the run home with Kirsten B. Yes, it is. This is the run home with Kirsten Beeve. All thanks to Rotaflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Great to have you joining us. Double eight double three is the number to text on the Temper and Bed Post text line. Who was more impressive over the weekend? The Chiefs win over the Crusaders in Christchurch or the Blues absolutely smacking the Highlanders in Dunedin on Saturday night. 0800 Give us a call if you'd like to talk through it. Hamish said it was the Chiefs win in Christchurch. Ken is even saying, Beef, you guys were brilliant. Be hard to beat. Went to Dunedin. We were okay, but couldn't wait to get back home. For you, Beaver, what was more impressive if you don't think the Chiefs beating the Crusaders was an upset, I don't. I said it all week it would happen. Oh, they were paying two twenty at the TAB head to head. 
280. Do you know what the 13 plus was paying? No. Was it six? More. Yeah, I'd imagine it would have been more. No, well, I mean, without being smart ass and being one eyed, I didn't think it was an upset. It was an incredibly strong Chiefs team. And the. If you, if you look at it pure and simple, there was an aspect of the Fords that I just think there was an edge to the, the Chiefs Ford pack that they had in the. Would you say X Factor curse? I, I don't know. I just felt they had a little bit more. The, the Crusaders full of wonderful players, but I just felt there's a little bit more X Factor in the Chiefs. And and you saw it. Guys, like the two best backs on the field were probably Stevenson and McKenzie. Oh, how good was Sean Stevenson? Yeah, and, and I think there's still a lot more in there. I mean, he's, it's just starting to click for him, just starting to, I guess, the penny dropping for him mentally as well. So I think there's a lot more. I think there's more involvement in him. But I certainly thought those two stood out. And in a field littered with... The Crusaders put out six current all-backs on, in their starting seven with only Mitch Drummond not. They, those two stood out like absolute you-know-whats. And so I felt they, I felt that the Crusaders all-backs might have been a bit underdone compared to the Chiefs boys, who I know all of them went back, probably mm. apart from Brody, I think all of them went back well ahead of schedule, well ahead of time. And I think that showed. And and mentioning Brody, my word. Mm. Good to have him back, eh? Oh, and and to be back and to be back at that level in game one, the amount of people I bumped into after Friday, and obviously um, the first five was getting a lot applauded. So too was the fifteen, but everyone to a man was saying, "What about Brody Retallick?" Mm. And and I think that just puts like there's All Blacks on the field, and then there's that level, and he's not just an All Black; he's as good as any rugby player in the world. So. When he when he goes like that, it's super level, jeepers. He, he is another planet, isn't he? So, no, I just I just think their big guns really really stood up. Sam Kane. I mean, yeah. we've had a summer of listening to dribble about him not going to the World Cup. Please, please stop it now. The big guns step up when it matters, right? Sam Kane was phenomenal, um, and you know he will be all year. Played eighty he, as well. These players played, played eighty minutes. Played eighty. Game one and a much faster game with the way the ref was. Controlling it, yep. No the only, problems. The, the only thing I was bitter about was uh, Takiaho not scoring a try. Mm, um, yes, you had same, that power play. I had a same game multi that uh, he would have he would have kept off my nicely uh, for my evening nicely. But even Takiaho, I thought he's just got that physical strength and the close quarter stuff. The the, the carries that no one really wants. Curse flat foot, not that oh, he fast. Asked, ball. He eats them up for breakfast. Oh, and, but he doesn't just put his hand up to take them. He always beats the first guy. Yeah. That's that's the phenomenal thing about Takiaho. Close to the line, the amount of times you think, oh, well, Takiaho's just taking a uh, a carry here for the sake of taking a carry while, the, while everyone else out the back organises themselves. All of a sudden, he's got them go for it. Off slow ball. That's that's the marvellous thing about him. And and then the, the, the value that they got from the bench, the Chiefs. Oh, Joshua Arne, what about him? Joshuani, you know, and it's in, in those situations, obviously it's easier to come on when the job's done and you can have some fun. But Joshuani looks sharp. Cortez Ratma mm. added, added a dimension that uh, I don't think Won't be any long, other, eh, Won't be long. You're talking months. It's uh, as a one-two combination. We're better start, get the job done, get the get into the game, and then to bring on a little dynamo like that. What, you're talking 20. months before he makes the All Blacks as a one-two punch? <sighs> 
well, it could be 12 months, it could be 18 months, it could be four months, who knows? But I certainly think that uh, Ratama and the kid that played over in uh, Townsville will be very, very bouts when it comes uh, All Black Selection time. It's a brilliant team that they've got, uh, but you said this team cannot get any injuries. They've already got one. Half an hour into that match, Anton yep. Leonard Brown gets injured. He's out for three to four weeks, Beave. Yeah, I. S- Back-wise, back midfield, midfield and outsides, they just can't afford mm. to take too many. So it'll be interesting. That they'll be able to manage this one for a month, absolutely, with Bear. But certainly come the point end of the season, they will not want any injuries outside. From 12 out to 15, they can't afford many. And that's where the Crusaders... And the Crusaders, like, no one's riding off the Crusaders. They'll be there when it counts. I'd say there's a, there'll be a few All Blacks there that'll get a bit of time in them and, and they'll certainly be there when, when it's all decided. Yeah, we'll talk Crusaders because this isn't just a Chiefs love affair, but let us know who do you think was more impressive over the weekend, the Chiefs' performance over the Crusaders, or did you love what you saw from those Blues? And do you think maybe, maybe this is the year for Leon McDonald and those Blues? Double eight, double three is the number to text through on the Temper and Bed Post text line or 0800 811 on the Makita phone line. Uh, Hamish said already, after one round and 80 minutes of rugby beef, Chiefs to win Super Rugby final right now. It's made the call. Hamish, you know your footy, mate. No, I mean, uh, it's, it's the, I mean I'm mean, i all in on them. I think they, this is the, they should, they've got the ability to win it. They've got the team to win it. Certainly got the team to win it. I, I do think... Come May or June, it's a it's going to be a different brand of footy that wins it though. So it's going to be a matter of whether they can flip into that mould because we know the guys that they beat in the weekend know exactly how to play finals footy in this country in May and June. Well, Kevin and Grant have both texted in saying for them the most impressive performance of the weekend was actually the Hurricanes in yep. the heat in Townsville beating the Reds. Yep, Go put on, on a bit too. of a score as well. Yeah, I. I had the Hurricanes, but I was nervous about that one. I thought banana skin, uh, as they say in the trade, they're cursed. The fact that up in Townsville, the ball would have been an absolute soapy mess. They still, still, as I say, the, the 10 jersey is still going to be their biggest issue and riddle to solve. And young Aidan Morgan got a shot at it. He obviously started, I think started with a, out on the full, but then, you know, fair play to him, pulled it, pulled it all together and... Uh, they got the job done. So, no, it's um, an interesting one. Oh, the Hurricanes, for me, they could be the big movers this year. They really could be. Mm. Well, uh, you may have heard of the Dally M Awards, the Dally M Medal. But now there's the Goldies. This is the SENZ Run Home Goldie Awards. Every single week, we want you to give us your top performing player from the weekend. You can give us top one, top two, top three. And we're going to count up all the votes uh, at the end of the show, and we're going to put together our top five players. They'll get uh, the corresponding number of points, five for the top player, four for the second top player, and so on. And at the end of the season, we are going to name our Goldie award for 2023 so send in your messages get your votes counted who was your top performing player give us your player power rankings from super rugby on the weekend could be anyone from any franchise across the weekend but who stood out to you doesn't have to be an all black 
Doesn't have to be an all black at all. We would love to hear from you. Double eight, double three. Time now to catch up with Paul Brendan Popwell, Paul Moati from the TAB. Bet live in your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paulie, great to have you joining us today. And we've got live action in the cricket to talk about as well. Yeah, we certainly do. And the odds have changed significantly. <laughs> it's since all I, on. <laughs> It certainly is. Since I spoke to uh, Steph, what was it, about three hours ago, the draw was $9.50. That's now into $2.37. Mm. And that was, the, that was the selection that Steph liked. Um, England, now out to $3.50. They are now outsiders in this, uh, this second test match at the Basin Reserve. England, three fifteen. And the Black Caps are now two seventy-five favourites. So it has this test match has just turned on its head over the last uh, what day and two sessions. Um, so those who did back the draw at uh, at around nine fifty uh, earlier this afternoon, you'll be very very happy with the way things are, are going. Um, New Zealand have got a, a significant lead. I'm not sure whether they'll declare. Um, sometime tomorrow, but they may do, and, and see if they can see if the English want to have a go. But uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's that's a fascinating thing about Test match cricket. It there it, so many ebbs and flows. Uh, there are peaks and troughs, and right now uh, the Black Cats they are batting very very well and are into two seventy five to win the Test match. And Paulie, was there any brave Kiwis that when? The absolute chips were down, and probably I don't know what they got out to as much as they would have, but I dare say it would have been over tens at one stage. Did anyone get on the black caps then? Of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> they lo- First of all, Kiwis love an underdog, and Kiwis <laughs> love to back Kiwis, so there, there was a double reason for funders to back uh, the black caps uh, when they did drift out, and I think they did. They did get to uh, a double digits uh, at some stage, so. The Black Caps, yeah. Look, they were also backing the draw before the test started because the forecast had a bit of rain around Wellington, um, and so it looked like it was going to be it was going to be affected uh, significantly by weather. But that hasn't really occurred. But just the way that the Black Caps have fought back has now brought the draw right back into calculations, and that's why it's two thirty two. So if you were one of those punters who backed the draw when it was out at nine fifty. Um, you're probably sitting back now and thinking, oh, this isn't looking too bad. Because even though a Baz McCallum coach team look always looks for the win, I don't know, maybe they just play out for the draw if they, if New Zealand oh, uh, they'll go a ridiculous they'll go <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, mate, I see the weekend results from Super Rugby already had a massive impact on the uh, outrights and the and the winners of the Chiefs are now right into uh, equal favourites. Well, what are we? We're about a minute and a half talking uh, to you, and you've brought up the Chiefs already. That, that, that the Hurricanes have already got the trophy, apparently, Paul. The Hurricanes look good too, mate. Well, to be fair, the bookies have had to make a move, and they they can't decide between the Blues, the Chiefs, or the Crusaders. They're all three dollars and twenty five cents to win uh, the Super Rugby Pacifica uh, for 2023. That was after, and I'm sure Beaver will be able to tell me what the Chiefs were paying before the <laughs> weekend started. I think they're around yeah. four or four fifty. Yes, um, I mean, you had them a touch over that at one stage too, Paul. <laughs> I can assure you that. Yeah, well, 
Well, the bookies have been corrected, and uh, they're now equal favourites with the Blues uh, and with the Crusaders, with the Hurricanes on that fourth line of betting at around $7 to win the uh, the whole lot. So, yeah, there was money on the Crusaders, though, pre, pre the uh, week one. Um, and now we've taken a bit of cash on both the Blues and the Chiefs just after their uh, respective performances uh, against uh, new, their New Zealand counterparts. So, yes, the Chiefs are now into 325, and I dare say if they put on another big performance this weekend, in fact, the boys have already got the odds out for the coming weekend for yes. Super Rugby, and uh, not surprising, uh, the Chiefs are, are quite warm favourites, mm. uh, Beaver. Moana Pacifica. Quite warm favourites. Mm, yes, yeah, they're a dollar seven. <laughs> yes, yes, dollar seven. The Chiefs, Beaver. So you're not going to get too rich by backing them uh, this Saturday night. No, certainly won't. And uh, dare I say it, round one, and we've got a favourite Warriors in your neck of the woods, a dollar fifty-eight. Yes, we do. Of course, uh, the season starts on Thursday night, but Friday night here, down here at the Tinney House. The Warriors, they're $1.58. The Knights, $2.30. The Warriors are four-and-a-half-point favourites against the Newcastle Knights. Some are thinking this to be a battle for the spoon. Um, it's a wee bit early on in the season for mine. While by all reports, the Warriors have been training up a storm mm. and are ready to go for this one. So uh, they'll have plenty of hometown support. Uh, and they've already got a, quite a bit of support from uh, Warriors punters who have started to back them already at a dollar fifty-eight to win that match. And of course, don't forget we've got our power predictor. Um, just place a five-dollar NRL power predictor multi, and you'll get a ten-dollar bonus bet the next day to bet on round one of the NRL. So you've only got a few more days to get on, uh, but uh, that has been very, very popular so far with punters. And uh, a number of those bonus bets have already been used on the Warriors. Thank you very much for your time, Paulie. Great to get you on. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Paul Moati from the TAB Bet Live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Do gamble responsibly. It is R18. You can bet live on the cricket right now. Day four from the basin between New Zealand and England. New Zealand lead by 229 runs. Tom Blundell cruising along nicely on 73. Cam Williamson, 132 not out. A couple of messages coming through. We'll get to them very, very shortly. But keep your messages coming through. Who are your top performing players in Super Rugby from the weekend? Double eight, double three is the number to text through. We need your votes every single week. They are going to count. It's like our equivalent of the Dallium Awards. This is the Run Home Goldies. Staying in to watch the sport? Let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Rotaflex, world-leading biomechanical design by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. Hold on to your seats. It's the run home with Kirsten Beave. Oh, and an update from Wellington as well. Beaver, this is not what we needed. No. Kane Williamson out. No. He's gone. The part-timer, Harry Brook. Medium no. paces, dibbly dobblies. He's got our man, Kane. Not, not Brock. He's had enough. He's had enough time in the sun to get our champion out. Mm. Oh, down the leg side too. Strangled one down the leg side. Oh. And they call them positive cricketers, Jacob. That's negative play. No, come on, Bears. That's negativity at its best. You know that. The basin looks pretty good. Uh, and have you heard as well that tomorrow? 
If you're in Wellington, get to the basin. New Zealand Cricket has decided to open the gates and let people in for free. So if you don't have a ticket, it is okay. First in, first serve. 10.30, first ball tomorrow morning. You can get in free to watch the final day's play. And it could be something because regardless of the situation, England are going to try and win this. Mm. No matter what. I reckon we put 10 guys on the boundary, Jacob. <laughs> so yeah, you go They'll there. still hit over, over the hey, arm in, though. Good luck. Brain. Yeah. Wide and full outside off, stadium, off, off stump and let them chase it. Yeah, we should just bowl, yeah, wide Yorkers. Right yep. in the toes. Or, or, yeah, so they can't hit it. A few messages on the text line. Uh, someone has heard from two different sources in Dunedin. Razor will not be the next All Blacks coach. Who do you think it'll be? My money's on Razor. You, Beef? Well, if he's heard it from Dunedin, does that mean it's Dunedin people that may be getting the job? You're putting your money on Jamie Joseph. No, well, I've got no money to put on anyone after the weekend, but from anyone, um, I'd think it's still Razor. And if you need Just. some money for your TAB account, Drive to Survive, oh. 530 $300 with the TAB bonus bet vouchers. Mark says, hey, Kirsty, I'm an NRL League fan. Starting Thursday, of course, he'll be watching the Eels play the Storm. Go the Crusaders. They have the best coach in Super Rugby. You heard it from Mark. You've heard it also from Kieran Reid that he is the best coach in New Zealand right now. But we are doing our very own Goldie Awards. This is our equivalent of the Dally M. So we want you to vote every week. We're going to give points to different players. So let us know who your player of the round was or top three players of the round. To double eight, double three. We're going to calculate up the votes. We are going to assign points for first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. And at the end of the season, B, we will have our Goldie dedicated to the one and only golden one, of course. Yeah, brilliant. And I don't know, there's some early, early. Oh, give us early. the votes. Well, there's, there's some texts coming in, flying in. Uh, Ken's got uh, Talia Bowden and McKenzie. Um, Big Brody, Mark Talia, D-Mac from Mulu Les. Beautiful Mulu Les. Uh, just another no-name here, Mark Talia. Uh, another no-name, Captain Kane, without a doubt. And uh, and Ken's also just just uh, messaged me in about some of uh, Dalton's details. What was uh, three that? turnovers, uh, three turnovers, twenty-two tackles, and sixty meters. And Kane Beaver. Well, Ken, I don't know Sam Kane's official numbers, and uh, <laughs> have to I don't get usually. Them every Monday. No, I I like to just go and feel. Uh, and just my, my keen eye on a Friday night. And I know a lot's happened in my life since Friday night, Kirst, and there may have been a few drinks go down. But I'd like to think my eyes and memory are still serving me well that uh, just watching the game on Friday night that uh, Captain Kane, as one of our previous texts alluded him to as, uh, was absolutely outstanding. We actually haven't talked about your weekend. I forgot all about it. Your golf day. Yes, wonderful golf day yesterday. You make it and through? Made it through in my usual my usual four. Uh, once again, uh, stories of hard luck and what could have been in the Ambrose tournament we were a part of yesterday for a, my old uh, for, my old form teacher, my old dean, my old social studies teacher. It was his memorial, and it was a wonderful day out at the Waikou Golf Course. And Friday night. Uh, Friday night. Uh, got away on you, did it? Saturday got away on me at my mate's fiftieth. Um, really got away on me actually. Dress up. I went as an old eighties rocker. No photos. No photos.
We'll find a photo. We'll find a photo and we'll put it out for you. Uh, when we come back, we have Beaver Caesar, but keep your votes coming in for our Goldie Awards. We need your votes. Who was your top performing Super Rugby players on the weekend? This is how Beaver sees it. Well, yes, as just before the break, I mentioned a lot happened in the weekend, uh, a lot going on, both personally and in the sporting world. But after the weekend, and having our first weekend back of Super Rugby and our beloved Chiefs taking the field, Kirst, well, the only way I could see it is the Chiefs are going to win the title this year. I'll leave it there for now. S-E-N-Z. Ancient nothing. Just a big fat Chiefs winning the title after 80 minutes of rugby. Someone argue with beef, please. Someone come up with a reason why not or why they will. Double eight, double three. We want to hear from you. Welcome back to The Run Home on SENZ. It is just after five o'clock. We're eagerly watching the action from the Cape, not the Capeton, but uh, from Wellington, from the Basin. New Zealand lead by 245 runs. Bracewell and Blundell in the middle. Kane Williamson bowled out. Steve, yeah, still shame. confident? Uh, look, if Kane had got through to the end of the day, mm. it would have been a whole lot more confident. But no, these two... Obviously, Bundle's well set, batting brilliantly. And uh, Braceful, we all know how big a fan I am of Braceful. Um, uh, funny thing with Braceful, he could fast-forward this game a whole lot quicker because he obviously scores his runs very quickly. And before you know it, we, we, he might have a quick 50, but we might be uh, we might be in the field already. So who knows? It's uh, it's exciting, though. We well and truly have a test on our hands going into day five, and isn't it a wonderful gesture? They, yes. do it, they do it quite a bit. Day five, open the uh, gates up for free because obviously people back at work and they don't know how long it'll go for. So Good crowd down there now, though. Great oh. crowd at the moment. And get on down if you're in or around Wellington tomorrow. Make full use of that. Free tickets, free entry to the Basin tomorrow to watch the action. And by all accounts, it's going to be uh, plenty of it tomorrow. Certainly will be. They will make no bones about it. Whatever it is, mm. England's going to come at it. Yeah. You got to be there. You got to be there to watch it. Uh, keep your sending in your messages for our Goldie Awards. If you're just joining us every single Monday throughout the duration of Super Rugby, we want to get your votes on who the best performing players were of the weekend. It's a player power rankings, if you will, across Super Rugby. It's like our very own Dally M Awards, where the players get different points. But it's up to you to vote. And this one is called our Goldie Awards. So. So far, Mark Talia, Damien McKenzie, Brody Retallick, Bowden Barrett, Sam Kane, and Brody Retallick have been voted in, including Beeve, the big chin, Thrush, who <laughs> yes. made his return from <laughs> retirement for the Western Force over the weekend. Player I of the saw, round for Thomas. I saw that. Brilliant nomination, Thomas. I, and I saw, I didn't quite stay up for that one. It was a game that I'd said I would, I think. Well, is Carlo still playing or? No, no. He's coaching now. <laughs> 
I don't know. No, he's, he's, he's left the rugby game full time. But well, he's it, it gone. Was a, well, yes, he's gone. It was, a, it was a game that I think we identified as I'd rather jump in covered in blood to uh, thirsty or Poke hungry your eye sharks. Out yes. With needles. Um, so I didn't stay up for it, but the reports are the thrush. Big Jeremy, he got them home. Mm, well, he has been voted for our Goldie Award, so keep your votes coming in, your nominations. Uh, what about a Sean Stevenson, a Brad Weber, a Finlay Christie, Ethan Blackadder? Who impressed you the most over the weekend in Super Rugby? Give us the names and we will count up the votes by the end of the show. Double eight, double three is the number to text through or 0800 150 Coming up on the Macca's menu, thanks to Mac Delivery, we've got Damien McKenzie on the line. We won't be a moment. Cream of the crop, all thanks to PGG Rights and Turf, plus a $300 game. You are hearing that right. We've got a $300 TAB bonus bet voucher to give away when we play Drive to Survive today. Make sure you know the very first question. Who won the JC Penny Classic back in 1999? Go and look it up if you don't know. That'll be the first question that stumped everyone. And this one has to go today. After 6 o'clock, we're talking... Test Cricket with Gran Elliott. Andrew Mulligan is on as well, the voice of basketball, to chat the NBL final series. And we'll name our top five players in Super Rugby from the weekend for our Goldie Awards round one. That is the Maccas menu. Thanks to Mick Delivery, delivering your Maccas favourites straight to your door. Side pass, but into touch they go. And there was a knock-on, but it won't matter because the game is over. And the Chiefs have caused a major boil over here in Christchurch. They have outscored the Crusaders 24 to nil in the second half and have won the opener by 31 points to 10. I mean, it just doesn't happen down in Christchurch, does it? Putting 24 points to nothing in the second half over the Crusaders in Christchurch. Joining us to talk about it is their mercurial playmaker, who a double congratulations is in order for, not only for the fantastic start to Super Rugby, but for pipping our own Stephen Donald for the top point scorer at the Chiefs now. Damien, congratulations. How does it feel? Yeah, thanks, team. Uh, yeah, I have to be honest, I... And this is me being honest. I actually didn't know. To be fair, I'm still actually waiting for Dave to congratulate me. Send me a message. Oh, Beef said you text him. Do it on live on here. But, no, <laughs> nah. So, uh, I I didn't actually realise to be fair until it was posted on social media. So, um, yeah, nice to take, uh, overtake the goat himself. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd have liked to have had notification that it was possible, actually, Kirst. So that's why I'm still trying to work out if I do offer any congratulations to him or not for that one. Mm. But uh, And now he's coming for your other record as well, which you just told us about. He won't get it. He won't get it. Um, but, Damo, wonderful start to the comp. Obviously, the boys would have gone down there. Everyone else talking up the Crusaders, but boys would have gone down there confident. Yeah, it's um, obviously a really good pre-season feed and a few good pre-season games lining up and yeah there was obviously it's not an easy place to go down and play and win and you know we were going down there with a fair bit of confidence and um, you know we thought it was a great way to start start our season by going up against defending champs obviously they'll set the benchmark for the last few years so um, what a great challenge for us to go down there and obviously come away with a great win so we, we were stoked with that and you must have been must have been awesome to see obviously you boys out the back certainly put on a show for show for the fans, but I guess guys like Sammy Kane, Brady Retallick, Takiaho, they were they were immense up front, weren't they? Yeah, they were. She was she was pretty brutal. Um, the game, so they 
clearly done a lot of work for us boys to, to have a bit of fun out, out wide and guys like Shooter, um, Kim, Liam Coombs-Fabling, I think did a really good job to, you know, spread the ball and just and just play some attacking rugby, which was great. And, um, you know, obviously those games are always pretty physical and physical battles. So to, to score a few tries like we did was, was awesome. I thought our bench come on and added a whole lot of spark, which was great as well, particularly with the game now being a bit, bit more sped up, the old lungs um, <laughs> go a bit earlier. So um, it's good to get those boys on and bring a bit of extra spark. Yeah, those first round matches or the first few rounds are always brutal, as you say. Um, but what was it like with those new rules being implemented? What differences did you notice? Um, just the ref chirping in my ear when I was goal kicking <laughs> was probably the main one. Um, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of the other kickers probably probably um, thought the same, but I won't blame that on my um, all first two kicks. But um, yeah, I guess... <laughs> You got to you got to speed things up, which is great. Though I think even talking to a lot of people who watched the game over the weekend, they said that it was noticeable how longer the ball was in play, and um, you know, which is great, makes for a great spectacle for the fans. And like I said, you got to be pretty fit um, playing this game, and obviously a lot fitter now. So yeah, I think I think it's good. It speeds things up and um, keeps ball facing longer, and yeah, it allows us to play more rugby, which is great. And was was it noticeable from a fitness point of view? I remember, I think it might have been Big Guzz's try just for half time. The Crusaders boys looked all spread out and uh, and absolutely knackered. Was it considerably faster than you've been used to the last few years? Obviously, you've been in Japan where it, where it's quick, and uh, obviously the goal kicking rule surely doesn't just <laughs> make that big a difference. But all the other little changes, you think it has genuinely gassed you a bit more? Yeah, I think even the line out, like I didn't didn't hear it during the game. Obviously, rewatching it and they're sort of yelling to say they've only got a certain amount of time to get the line out sorted. And um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot more noticeable. I guess um, yeah, the difference from Japan is yeah, the old contact here is pretty pretty brutal and <laughs> ended up coming off second best a few times. So that's obviously noticeably different too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good though. Like I guess for us, particularly for us um, little blokes, Steve, it's. Uh, Mm. Not too bad. I guess it ties out the big boys a bit quicker, which opens up a few more holes, which is which is uh, good for us. Now, Damien, you're particularly impressive over the weekend. We've got our Goldie Awards going on, which is like our equivalent of the Dally M's, and you've been getting hundreds of votes. And how did you enjoy it out there at ten? Yeah, loved it. It was um, like I said, great to be back playing Super Rugby. It's definitely watching from afar. You miss it, and um, you know, it's, a, it's obviously a very competitive pomp and. Yeah, I thought um game was yeah, not too bad. It was a little bit of bit of rust still there, which was obviously probably gonna happen the first few rounds, so good to get that out and um did a fair bit of goal kicking down this week too and um, but no, it was it was just great to be back out there and um obviously to start off the way we did is, is awesome and exciting and back into training today and the rest of the week for our for our round over in Melbourne. So yeah, we're supposed to get out there and, and try and put another good performance out there this weekend. Unfortunately. Oh sorry, Beef. No, no, you go. For Anton, uh, he obviously got injured, uh, says he's out for three to four weeks. How is he? How's he doing with that news? Yeah, it's, it's obviously but gunning for, for Albie. Um, yeah, his ankle's a little bit dingy at the moment, so um, I guess the only silver lining is maybe hopefully we get run out together to play 100 games. That'd be pretty special. But, nice. Um, I don't know. It's hopefully the stars line and that can happen, but yeah, it's obviously... Hopefully, get a speedy recovery, and um, we can need him back as, as soon as we can. But obviously, opens up the door for some of our other boys to jump into the midfield and 
and uh, have a crack this weekend. Can I'll I ask? Him, I'll get him straight back on the forklift at the Grins Factory, uh, <laughs> actually, Curse. Well, now I know he's got a month up his sleeve. But, uh, mate, you mentioned Super Round. The boys get excited by this concept, obviously all going over to Melbourne, every other team there. It puts a real focus on it. Yeah, I think so. It's um, I've never been a part of one myself, um, so oh, it's great to just have, obviously, like I said, all teams in, in one um, one city for the weekend, and it's great for the fans, and you were obviously up against Moana Pacifica, so it's going to be um, a tough game going over there, and, but yeah, no, it's, it's great. I think it's it's good for rugby to get everyone sort of the same venue for the whole weekend, and like I said, it's if you're in Melbourne, it's, uh, it's pretty good for you for the weekend. You get to watch all, go, all the games there, so yeah, it's a great concept, and I'm looking forward to the weekend in Melbourne. Oh, so is Beef. How, how lucky is he to be heading over <laughs> no, for know, a yeah, weekend yeah, in rugby? He's, he's, he's been crossing the days off his calendar. <laughs> Just another yeah. chance to head overseas and get away from the Rugrats. <laughs> hey, uh, DMAC, while we've got you on, we're so lucky to have you, all thanks to First Windows and Doors, who, of course, are a supporter of the Gallagher Chiefs. Um, but we are giving one lucky listener a chance to go and play golf at Tiki Golf Club in Waikato with you and Anton once his anchor was better. Who's the better golfer? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, we we have our days. I'm probably a little, maybe a little Why bit more. Why is Bede laughing? Oh, Leonard Brown's rubbish. Yeah. He is rubbish. Yeah, he's rocks with diamonds, old Yavi. Um, but he's he's good to play with. He's uh, I think he's about an 18 handicap, so he's he's good to have on your team. But um, I don't know where he got that. Yeah, well, no, it'll be a good day. <laughs> no, some 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 shots. It's usually if he's. He might has a couple of beers at the turn. He usually goes right after that. <laughs> um, no, he's, he's going all right at the moment. He just has to get that ankle right first. Well, it's going to be a great day out. Uh, all thanks to First Windows and Doors. We'll tell you exactly what you need to do after this. But thank you so much for joining us, Damien. Wonderful start over the weekend and all the very yes. best in Melbourne. Appreciate it. Thanks Keep Eve out of trouble for us, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be keeping a close eye on them. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Damien McKenzie joining us out of Hamilton, of course, Super Round in Melbourne this weekend. The Chiefs have Moana Pacifica coming up for round two. That was all thanks to First Windows and Doors. And you can win a round of golf with Damien McKenzie and Anton Leonard Brown. How does that sound? How does that sound to you, going and playing a round of golf with you and your best mate or someone of your choice and going and having a hit with two All Blacks? All you need to do to be in to win is head to our SENZ win page online and tell us who you're going to take and why. Who would it be? Would it be your dad? Would it be your best mate? Would it be a co-worker or a boss? Just try and grease them up. Double eight, double three. Let us know who you're taking, why, and jump on the SENZ win page. Beef, that'll be a perfect day, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, for some people it would be. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful competition. If you're asking me if it's my perfect day, Kirst, <laughs> please. Who would you take? Uh, I'd try and swap those two in for somebody else, but... Uh, <laughs> I see enough of them. Uh, but no, it would be great and great course down there too now. Yes. Um, it's, I guess it's Waikato's been, the Waikato region's been crying out for something of that level, um, almost country club-like. I think it is classified as a country club now. So, yeah, it'd be awesome. And those two, 
Um, Anton will bring the chat. Damo will bring the high-quality golf. So good combination, actually. Well, there you go. That's absolutely brilliant. Jump on our SENZ uh, website and go to the SENZ win page to enter that. All thanks to First Windows and Doors. Uh, an absolutely amazing competition at the moment. You're not going to like this. You're not going to like it at all. Because not only is Kane gone, Michael Bracewell's gone either. Are we going to last the day, Beef? Oh, don't start talking like that. Um, well, give me some hope. Give me some hope from the basin, please. Well, what I will give you is, without a shadow of a doubt, they are going for it tomorrow. It's going to be under 300 runs they're chasing, realistically, if we're being realistic, and, and I hate to be this realistic. We're ahead by 252 in. right now. It's going to be under 300 that they're chasing. Southern and blunder win. For the current English squad curse, that is nothing. In is that, the that's end a half a day, isn't it? <laughs> they'll have Before a, lunch. The, They'll, they'll be in the pub by four, one way or the other tomorrow. The Featherstone in Wellington. <laughs> yeah, with the Barbie Army. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, it'd be, it'd be rude of us not to, being such a uh, a bet-friendly station, it'd be rude of us not Have to a get look. a live update. Have and a look, Dave. England's at $1.75. Oh, Ooh. so it's totally changed now. They were $3.50 yep. when we had Paul Mawati on the line. Isn't that, I mean, Test Cricket though, Kirst. I know you're still not full-on uh, fan of Test Cricket. You, uh, you got it's just a bit slow, but I mean, day four is okay for me. Yeah, but <laughs> Probably not going to tune in for all five. <laughs> haven't you just witnessed? Yeah, it's amazing. Test Cricket. It's amazing how quickly it can turn. Oh, this has been some rollercoaster, Ron. Don't, and maybe there's another twist yet to for come. the Black yeah, The twist might be to come, Beef, because England are about to take their second new ball of the um, innings. Oh, and Tim Southey got his uh, high test, highest test yes. score in the first innings. I'm not sure he's too good against the spinners and the uh, old dibbly-dobbly medium paces. So, I mean, he might be able to get a quick 50. Uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> Jeepers. You've just put a bit of pressure on the skip. Well, he's just, I mean, he's just he's come out and said, no ca- I mean, if he's the captain, he needs to step up in moments like this, doesn't he? So <laughs> I was going to say a quick time. 25 from Tim and I'd be happy. Uh, yeah, 25. Uh, you're greedy. Beef. <laughs> you're greedy there, th- Jacob. I think we need 300 against England, don't <laughs> we? We do. At Especially least. because um, At least. the the rough patch that England have manufactured at one end uh, d- it doesn't suit Michael Bracewell whatsoever. I'm not sure how much he can get out of it. So yes. there's not not much in the pitch for the uh, seamers. So we're probably not going to be able to bowl them out. We're going to have to you know get enough runs for the draw tomorrow. I think. Well, hang on, Jacob. If the if the rough patch ain't helping Bracewell, is it helping? Sometimes used, sometimes okay. action questioned. The skipper, well, former skipper, but our god of batting, yeah. Kane. Uh, the, the same type of bowler, right arm over off spin. So, I mean, against the left-hander, it's all right. It will help um, help the spin away from the lefty. But, um, yeah, the righties, I mean, Joe Root, you've got Joe Root, Harry Brook, two high scorers of the first innings, right-handed batsman. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it's not going to benefit them. Um, mm. I mean, it's not going to you know work against them. Maybe if we, maybe if we left armour overnight, let's try and work on one. Mm, we need it. Bring we need it. We'll keep you updated from the basin. New Zealand Wax currently leads. Wax spin, maybe. <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> Brilliant.
Oh no, 254 we lead by right now. When we come back, uh, we're going to continue chatting our Goldie Awards. Who was your Super Rugby Player of the Weekend? Give us your player power rankings or tell you who ours was right after this. Staying in to watch the sport? Let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Rotoflex, world-leading biomechanical design by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. Hold on to your seats. It's the run home with Kirsten Beave. Oh, no. The onos just keep coming. Oh. Jacob's put the jinx on. Jacob wanted our captain to have a quick 50. Beave would have been happy with 25. Well, he was out for what, one? Three. Three. Oh, no. Selby. Oh, it was a commercial what, break. Uh, what? Uh, We're mounting. Jack Leach just threw one up there. Salvi's eyes lit up. He lifted <laughs> his head and he just skied it. We're not getting the 300, Pope. team. No. We're not. Uh, on a side issue, when you talk about the kiss of deaths, I remember a young fellow once told me that we'd be banning by lunch on Friday. <laughs> and now he was talking about 50. The same guy. Oh, we, no. we need. Oh, don't tell me. Oh, oh no. no. Henry's gone. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Can you... Do we have uh, anyone else left? Yeah. Uh, Wagner. That, yeah, that'll be uh, us. Wagner. Yeah. That'll be he's us. He's a good night watchman. I'll tell you what. If there's a bit of fight in anyone, it's old Wags. He'll keep yeah. fighting to the death. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but, yeah, Keith texted in about um, Bracewell's wicket. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it was – it was a pff, atrocious, like to say the least. Um, he was. Oh, in Kate his, said, "Get rid of him." Yeah, get rid of him. He, he, yeah, cricket one hundred and one. Bracewell was within his crease. It was a, from a long throw from Stokes uh, to Folks, and um, Folks kind of acted acted natural per se, and um, flicked the ball back into the stumps. And Bracewell was caught one both ear both uh, feet in the air and his bat in the air too, and. Um, Took about oh. five minutes from the DRS to to review the decision and given out. Cricket one hundred and one, brace all gone, according to Keith. Oh, we don't, we don't get, uh, we don't get run out, do we? We don't get run out in Test cricket, Jacob. Well, especially not, um, not not in this circumstance. You always slide your bat, don't you? So, ah, uh, oh well, them's the breaks. Them's yeah. the breaks. Oh no. 256, is it going to be enough? Mm. Most likely outcome of this test now, the TAB is telling us it's England's to lose. Two zip. Don't write off those black caps. Don't you dare kiss. Still be a great uh, day tomorrow at the Basin. It's free. Still be a great few hours, won't it? You're doing cricket's pound for it. (laughs) They're Uh, paying for it. It's on the house. It's on the house. (laughs) You're playing with the house's money. You've got to go. No, don't rule them out. Do not rule them out, Kirst. Uh, are we, will we be batting tomorrow morning, Beef? No, well, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm not going to rule them out, but I'm not going to go as far as you're not going to say. Right. It'll be an almighty innings from Wagner, to be fair. <laughs> if, I, if don't put it past them. I know. I don't put it past them. And Wags I'm not going to put the mockers on him. No, I'm not. you've just done that, Jacob. No, I'm not. I didn't say anything. I just said he's. It will be an almighty innings. I'd. Just not. I'm, I'm trying my best not to put the jinx on him. Uh, look, Blundell's going to get his turn here, and oh no, are you putting the jinx on him? He's been cruising nicely oh, all afternoon, hasn't he? He's 89. got a bit of work to do. He's got a wags, wags. Just get in front of it, wags. Oh do my it. god! Look at the field, Beave. They've got about five men around the bat. I could imagine. To Wagner, Jack Leach is bowling to Wagner, and um, obviously into that rough patch right in front of his yeah. um, on his <laughs> yes, off stump yes. there. Oh well, no. We know Wags is a very good player of spin. He excelled on the subcontinent, so he'll be right. 
He'll be right. Well, we'll keep the updates coming for you over the next hour and a half. Uh, but Johnny Mac is coming up with news and sport, and very, very soon we are going to play Drive to Survive. Listen out for your cue to call. We've got 300 whopping dollars from the TAB. If you'd like some money to play with in the account, today is the day. This is The Run Home, all thanks to Rotaflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Call us anytime on the Makita New Zealand phone line 0800 150811. Ken has sent in, well, I don't know if this, this is a nomination for our Goldie Awards beef, but he says, I know people won't agree, but Adrian Choate is Rambo. This boy is an absolute machine. Mm. You didn't see that game, did you, in Dunedin? I, I saw the first sort of 40, 40 to 50 minutes of it. Um where obviously I saw the the Blues get out mm. and show everything that I thought they would be this year. And then all of a sudden, the Landers with a few yellow cards and, and what have you, it turned around pretty quickly. But uh, And then obviously he was down at the pub. The Blues uh, absolutely destroyed the Landers. Yeah. So, uh, no, I couldn't give you couldn't give you a, a opinion on Choke. Choke but, came uh, on for a kid, Ioane, who on Sunday morning at the airport was sporting a knee brace. Oh, no. Mm. Scans are obviously going to have scans. You, you feel for them. Cullen Grace did the same shoulder yes. oh. that he has had surgery on last year. We don't know the prognosis here. Oh, Crusaders okay. are waiting on scans. Anton obviously out for a month after he's had his fair share of injuries as well, needs to stay fit. And now Kiriwani is in a knee brace as well. That is one weekend of Super Rugby. We're watching every minute of what these players are doing. Of course, it's so intriguing in a World Cup year. And we want these yeah. players to stay fit and stay out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you hope for the best of them, but uh, the reality is there's probably going to be three, I mean, there's going to be probably three or four that m- might miss the World Cup, you know, just because of the toll of this game that they play. So it's going to happen, but I guess for those who have injured themselves in the first week, it's I guess it's, it's probably better timing for them than uh, maybe towards the end because they've got time at the moment. Mm. Chris said, uh, Beave, how poor were those Chiefs? Not much better than the Blues. Absolutely <laughs> terrible on the weekend, yes. those two. Yeah, but I'll, I will say this. I will say this. Super Rugby is one in the mm. middle of the New Zealand winter. And the Crusaders have a game plan and individuals who know how to play that tighter level of football than is getting going to get shown in the next month or so when it's still nice and warm or well, in parts, we're getting a New Zealand summer. At some point in time, it's going to turn, and that is when the clinicalness of the Crusaders will start to rear its head. And come finals time, I'm convinced that to win this title, the Blues or the Chiefs or even the Hurricanes, they're going to have to go through them. Also, they were missing players. Their All Blacks didn't really play pre-season matches, so they're easing into it. They didn't have yep. Sam Whitelock there. Will Jordan still to come back, of course. Uh, Jason Ryan, though, do you think we've seen an impact of no Jason Ryan on this team? Do you think it will be felt for the Crusaders this year? I think without a shadow of a doubt, mm. there's going to be a Jason Ryan factor. But I completely, your, your other point. Oh, no, we're out, Beef. We're all out. 483. Okay. We lead by okay. 257. Sorry to interrupt. Blunder no, gone. Wags well, didn't even get a chance. You did put the mocker on because you were not. talking 100. 
I uh, did another not. hundred for Blundell, which would have been two Look, in the series. Look, nice. Yeah, ninety's are nice. His mates could have nice. helped him a wee bit. Uh, yeah, it's a lot yeah, we would have loved we would have loved the nineteen Test cricket curse, but uh, it would have been some series for Blundell to really, really emphasise his importance now of a couple of hundreds in a series. But what a fantastic contribution! But what oh. is that, Jacob? Does that mean do we get an over or two of them tonight, or are they calling stumps? No, no, we'll get a well. Play finished last night at six thirty, so I'm assuming um, we'll go for another half an hour, hour. Um, and is that like enough? N- is this n- enough? N- well, it's, it's enough time for England. Um, is it enough runs for us? They won't even have to go silly by their accounts. Baz no. is smiling and looking uh, very calm and happy mm. from the stands. He, he often does, doesn't he? Mm. He often does. Um I don't even know what we're talking about before that news came through. No, nor, nor do I. Uh, something <laughs> about the Crusaders, I think, but uh, yes. we've been totally distracted. New Zealand. All out, 483. Mm. England. They're clapping Jack Leach off. He's bowled 61 overs in this innings, Beeve. That's a mighty effort. Got five that's wickets. A, but, um, that's a shift, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Imagine, imagine uh, being a finger spinner on a day like that. It would be, uh, be tough for your fingers. But five. Yeah. Oh, well, it's all ahead of us. Mm. The boys will rip through them tonight. <laughs> Two tonight. Jacob, I'm calling it. We look forward to it. We look forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to Drive to Survive as well. It's the time. It is time right now on the Makita New Zealand phone line. Get on the phone line. 0800 150 is the number. We have $300, Beeve. I do not need to sell this. I don't no, need to talk it not. up. It is a $300 game and it must go. The first question that tripped everyone up last week. Who won the JCPenney Classic back in 1999? Go and find out if you do not know already. We're playing for $300. All thanks to our great mates at the TAB right after this. In to watch the sport, let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Rotoflex, world-leading biomechanical design by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. Hold on to your seats. It's the run home with Kirsten Beeve. This is Drive Drive to Survive. Beeve, it's huge. Drive to Survive today. It's for $300 and the phone lines are full. You can't get in even if you wanted to. (laughs) Even if you wanted to. Well, I tell you what, kids, so it should be. It's a 300 game. And I tell you what, before we start, we're going to be brutal. Yes, we're going to try and give it away tonight. And I tell you what, if we don't give it away now, we might give it away later in the show. But we're not going to give... We're not going to give soft answers out, are we, Kirst? No way. Kirst, can we agree to that? No way. Good. All right. So if I ask for two names, I want two names. If I want full surname and Christian name, I want surname and Christian name. This is 300 people. This ain't a gift. This has got to be earned. So make no bones about it. This ain't going to be easy. So we're going to start. Well, it looks like we're starting in Mataru, one of the great places. Hamish, how are you? Yeah, Ben. How are you, Devin? Steven? We'll start. Sorry, mate. Can you just turn your radio off in the background? Uh, I'm actually outside. Oh, are you? Well, that's 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 yeah. producer producer Jacob. Reckons you got your radio beside you, but we'll just go with it. No, well, no uh, radio, nothing beside me. 
I can, I can hear you clearly. <laughs> Sweet as. Let's, get, let's rock and roll. We're on our way to 300 from the great men and women at the TAB. Who won the J.C. Penny Classic back in 1999, the last mixed golf tournament? Jack Nicholas. Front left tires. Yeah, you can see it's started to shred. And we now, days. we now we now go to Geraldine. Well, geez, I, the way he said it with such confidence, I hope we've got our answers right here. Uh, we go to Geraldine, Charlie. Charlie, how are you? Oh, I'm pretty good, mate. I actually listened to your podcast from last night in preparation, so I'm not going to get it wrong. It's John Daly and Laura Davies. There you yes, go. Charlie. We can all breathe easy. We did have the right answer. Thank you, Charlie. We are up and we are running. Who did Kane Williamson overtake this morning to become New Zealand's highest ever test cricket scorer? Ross Taylor. It was Ross Taylor. How many red cards were issued in France's win over Scotland this morning? It was one each, wasn't it? Two. It was two. Charlie on absolute fire here. 300. It's almost his. Last question oh. of lap one. Where <laughs> no, did you've Lydia... Just, you've just jinxed me like you jinxed the cricketers, mate. <laughs> no, that's Jacob that jinxes. Not me. Not me. And Kirst. And she does a bit of it. Uh, where did Lydia Co place in the LPGA Thailand event? Um, I think she was sixth, wasn't she? She was six minus 16 with a final round of three under the card. We are now flying and Charlie could not be closer. Lap two, question one. Who is currently the number one test bowler in the world? Oh, there you go. You got me. And uh, number you, one test bowler in the world. You know this one, Charlie. Um, Jimmy Anderson. Jeez. Nice. Like, Nice luckily, work. luckily, Jacob's slow on the button tonight. Jeep is idle for it. Would have cut that, but no, Jimmy he Anderson. No, that, Beef. Oh, too long. Too long no, in a 300 game. No, that was we... great, Charlie. <laughs> Question I two. I have to Name the competition Manchester United won this morning. The Carabao Cup used to be the League Cup and they beat Newcastle 2-0. Casemiro and Rashford scored the goals for the... Oh. Never there in doubt. Go. Never Lap in doubt. Two, question three. Who did the All Black Sevens beat in their quarter final match in LA this morning? Revenge for Hamilton, Argentina. Front oh, quarter final. Yeah, you can see oh, oh, Charlie. He went too fast. Charlie went way too fast. Oh, there. no, he didn't Charlie, listen to Charlie, the question properly. I know on Friday I was accused of having poor logistic skills, but. Uh, well, it's that's linguistics. Linguistic. Oh, I'm linguistic. playing along Lingistic. here. I'm playing along here. That's the logistics. Ah. That's the uh, obviously, guys. I've got to go to broadcasting school. That's the um, Charlie yeah. rushed. Charlie really rushed that one. He, he did. was he flying, got... and he just. Did he, would, would you say Tim Salvi did, it, um, Jake? <laughs> yeah, he lifted his head, Skyder. <laughs> oh, oh no. sensational! This is the drama that the 300 game brings. We now go to Lammy in Palmy North. Lammy, are you ready to take 300 off our hands? Oh, I hope so, brother. Come on, Lammy. Here we go, Uh, Lammy. Question three, lap two. You get this. I'm almost going to send it myself. It's job done. (laughs) Who did the All Black Sevens beat in their quarterfinal match in the LA Sevens? There's two teams that I'm thinking of, and... 
Uh, I think it was uh, USA. Oh. His engine has blown. Oh, oh Lemmy, I don't even want to ask who the other team you were thinking of. We're going to go to Christchurch. Oh, no. And I tell you what, people in the Christchurch need cheering up after their Friday night curse. So let's hope John oh, can do that. And you're going to rub it in, are you, Beef? John, how are we? G'day, Beef. How you going, mate? Congrats Not... on the Chiefs, mate. I didn't see it. I was running around the hills shooting deer, but I didn't see it. And it was probably bloody good I didn't, actually. But uh, well done. And uh, I actually thought they'd beat us anyway. Close start by Crusaders again. But well done, mate. Good win. Well, I tell you, I've got it on my sky, mate. If you want me to send it down to you, we can, uh, if you <laughs> no, missed mate, it, it's worth watching. <laughs> now, tell no, me, no, final question of Latin. I'm over it already, mate. I'm talking about it. <laughs> final uh, question of Latin. What you want to know, Cal? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, here it is. And we were told we had to get rid of it today. So John's going to love this. They gave an absolute gift question. Uh, on Friday night... Uh, the one and only Damien McKenzie. He didn't watch. <laughs> overtook probably one of the all-time greatest Chiefs ever to lace up a boot to become the highest ever point scorer. Um, Who said that? Uh, it was said by many, Jacob. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, it was said by many. Um, so any ideas who that absolute superstar was that McKenzie overtook as the Chiefs' highest point scorer? Oh, well, there's not too many um, Chiefs that you would have to uh, think that were any good uh, <laughs> in, the, in their day. <laughs> oh, <it's>, <laughs> um, probably, I'd probably just about have to go uh, Stephen Donald, would I? Yes. John, 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 John. You're a rich You're a little man. Beauty. You're a rich man. Thanks, guys. That's it. Well done, mate. What a great question to answer, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> was he one of the greats, John? Uh, with, with two left I feet. I think he was one of the greats. Look what the man's achieved in his life. And look what he's done for New Zealand rugby. You can't beat it. Very Even good. Even though you're a we can't hold it against you, pal. Very, very good. Well, good look, thanks missing that game on Friday. All the more sweeter, doesn't it, John? You're $300 richer, and you can turn that into a whole lot more as well. Appreciate it, guys. That's awesome. Absolute beauty. Thank Thanks, you so John. much, John. And thank you to everyone for filling up the phone lines and playing. Oh. We haven't had a game like that in a very no. long time. There was drama, as there always was. You think it's easy. It's a done deal. And Jimmy well, slips up. I Charlie. Don't. Charlie slips. Charlie. Charlie's still getting it wrong. Charlie's texting. <laughs> Charlie's texting in the wrong answers. <laughs> no, Charlie. Um, Charlie gave it a good crack. Charlie, Charlie did the heavy lifting, and considering Charlie's accent, and I don't want to um, sort of uh, put him in a put him in a box, but, I, I'm, but picking <laughs> I'm picking he's from Great Britain. I'm picking he's from Great Britain. Yes. And so, therefore, he would well and truly know the place, oh. and probably who the Sims team uh, slipped up against this morning. So, yes, John, absolute picked, rapper from John. Brilliant, picking brilliant. The one and only one of the goats. <laughs> who's now been surpassed by Damian McKenzie. What does that make him? Future guy. Oh, tell you what, he's, he's done it without two left feet, though, Kirst. That's that's what he. That's, that's the credit to him. You had an obvious disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, jeepers, finding boots was hard enough. Kick goal kicking, that was another thing altogether. But uh, one of the great games, 300.
Are we, I wonder if we're going to get a memo and an email tomorrow saying that's your last time you're allowed to do the 300. <laughs> I, think, I think we might. Well, oh. look, John uh, gets the treats for today. England uh, batting. Three runs, all they need, 255, Beef. 255. We're going to nick a few out tonight, Kirst. We really are. Mark I says, can... not enough. Not enough runs in the cricket. We don't have Trent Bolt. We've got to get Joe Root out early to have a chance. Yes, it is. Uh, Gary sent in a text, Beef. Calm down. You're a gun. No one took the line more than you did, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Times probably did it too often, to be fair, Gary. I appreciate the text. Uh, but uh, certainly the fellow that's taken that record uh, is another level again. Wonderful footballer, Damien McKenzie. Uh, Just a quick recap, Beef, on our tips yes. from the weekend. Our Super Rugby tips. Also, you can enter our Super Rugby tipping competition to win a $2,500 prize on our website, on our ECNZ website. Uh, I won, Beef, six from six. Hmm. Well, I was... Very, Send very those scallops my way. <laughs> and but the title. Be but it would be crowing. Oh, just you yet. were doing that about the Chiefs. They're not They're too early to celebrate me too. They're our team. Great to have you with us today on the run home with Kirsten Beeve. All thanks to Mick Delivery. A uh, couple of messages that we need to go through, Beeve. First from Paul in Mululand. Cullen Grace is a far bigger loss than Ioane for the All Blacks. Akira has far too many others in front of him to make the team anyway. Go the Chiefs. Yeah, well, well done, Paul. Firstly, for being a Chief supporter and being from Mululand. Uh, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, yeah, interesting. Cullen Grace injury. Obviously, we don't know the, the extent of it yet, and geez, you hope for the, for the young fella's sake it's not another big shoulder issue because the shoulder issues, my experience with boys is that do them and do them again, it's 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 a long, slow process to get them back to anywhere near normal if you're having multiples on the same shoulder. And and in his observation about Akira and the likes, it's an interesting one because Akira's got so many runs on the board as far as been in there for a long time it'd be very interesting now for them to turn uh, turn the other sort of cheek to that so it is going to be a hotly contested position though that, that eight and six oh, man. spot there's so many players at the moment right now I mean Dalton and Sam go they're, they're your two sevens Artie's going there's your eight and then it's Shannon Frizzell Shannon Frizzell's probably going yep Shannon Frizzell's going I think he's confirmed as number six if he's not it it's probably Scott Barrett but then it's the backups then you got and Luke Jacobson Akiriwani Hoskins Satutu who else keep them Black coming Adder, Blackadder Colin Grace there's so many of them in that next tier yep yep so it's gonna be it's gonna be so hotly contested isn't it it is Peter Garcia we didn't even mention well unfortunately you think we he's all know done that, we all know that's not even a possibility so no matter how uh, he plays in Super Rugby no nah.
Mate, if you can't if you can't go from being an all black one month to not being in the so so called top seventy players to go on that fifteen New Zealand fifteen tour or whatever it was called, there's no way that the he's not even in the conversation, not in contention. His name's not even allowed to be brought up in a meeting. Well, that's obviously. why he signed overseas, didn't he? Yep. He's obviously, obviously seen the writing on the wall, and he's looking after himself. Uh, yep. Kenny says, "Beef, well do the well done to the Chiefs for beating a subpar Crusaders outfit." Damien was outstanding. I guess we can put that down to the exceptional schooling he experienced. Uh, uh, end of the day, we still have a full trophy cabinet. Kenny, the one that got away, both Anton Brody and Damien from that Christchurch grip. Well, Kirst, I don't know if you listened in on Friday when me and Kim were hosting the show, but because Izzy got so racked up about the Crusaders on the breakfast show getting called poachers, we sort of dived into it. And Kenny actually rung up. Kenny rung up and, and, and accused the Chiefs of being poachers. and, and they highlighted saw potential. The f- well, highlight they? the fact of where Damien McKenzie went to school. I had to highlight the fact that Damien McKenzie was actually poached from Gore to go <laughs> to go to Christchurch in the first place by Kenny's school. So, look, it's it's a very long bow that Kenny's drawing there. But, uh, yep. And why did uh, the Crusaders let Brody go? Didn't fit the mould at the time. Mm. But too loose, Their losses, the Chiefs mm. game. Yeah, yeah, but that too loose. Rough around the edges, they thought. Mm. Mm. Keep your messages we'll coming rough, through. Guess. Test cricket, super rugby, a wee update on the cricket for us, Beeve. Uh, England scoring runs, as we expected. Not taking this lightly. 15 we, runs. We nicked any out yet? Not yet. Okay, it'll come. It'll Not come. yet. 15 and 0. 258 is the target for England, of course with another day to play tomorrow. Coming up on the Macca's menu, thanks to Mick Delivery, we're about to talk basketball, NBA, NBL, and the Tall Blacks in action as well with Andrew Mulligan. We're going to go over our Goldie Awards. So our top five players of Super Rugby this round as voted by you. Last chance to get your votes in uh, for who your top player was. And we've got Grant Elliott coming on to talk all things Test Cricket in Wellington as well. That is the Macca's menu. Thanks to McDelivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. Inbound to Smart. Bounce pass Tatum. Tatum puts up a three. Crazy ending to that game in the NBA between Boston and Philadelphia. Joining us to talk all things basketball, our Sky Sport basketball broadcaster, Andrew Mulligan. Mully, thank you so much for your time, as always. Who, I know we're a long way out, but who are your favourites to win each conference in the NBA right now? Can the Celtics be beaten in the East? What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I Look, I, I, they, they are beatable, obviously, but in a seven-game series, it really comes down to who can stop Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks? And I think the Celtics now have the depth and the size, if healthy, always comes with a caveat, um, that they can stop Giannis or at least slow him down. Um, and the Bucks are just, I think, are flying under the radar somewhat. They've had injuries to key players. Giannis has got this wrist injury that's kept him out through the All-Star break and into the re- uh, resumption of the regular season. But the Boston Celtics just look like a complete team. Um, they've got really good guard play out of Malcolm Brogdon, and Derek White has really fitted into his role nicely this season. They've got the length and the size, Robert Williams, and then Tatum and Jalen Brown on the wings. I mean, it just they're deep too. Like it just it just makes such a a difference when your rotations 
really shrink in the playoffs. It really makes a difference that you've got guys who can come up and, and fill a role with, when adjustments are needed, and that's the key to the playoffs as much as anything. Defense wins championships, but adjustments will get you through those early rounds. And Molly, while we've got you on, we want to talk about the Tall Blacks as well. Of course, they're playing tonight. Tip-off is at 7pm. They smacked Saudi Arabia on Friday in Christchurch. They've got Lebanon tonight, which will decide the Group E winner. So how important is this contest and what can we expect from Lebanon? Lebanon will probably be a little bit better when it comes to giving a bit of physicality um, than Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia just... Um, I don't know, they just didn't turn up to play. I'm not exactly sure what squad they sent. Some of these some of these games aren't actually um, meaningful enough because mm-hmm. of what's happened with the qualification process before. So you've seen certain teams just send like their B squad over uh, around the around the um, the qualification process. So but for the um, for the Tall Black it just gives an added boost of depth for when the World Cup comes because it's a lot like this qualification process that you see for, say, the Americas and Canada has has you know done so well. They've got 11 and one in their qualification process through the Americas part of it. They won't have basically anyone from that squad go to the World Cup because the same thing happens with the USA. Argentina have missed out, so the Tall Blacks probably won't have the squad together again as this team, and they'll welcome back the likes of Rob Lowe. Um, and they'll have players that have been playing in the NBL who decide to sit out um, or been playing in Europe, the likes of Cinder Lane and Yanni Wetzel. Mm. So really, it's, it's, it comes down to um, just getting that little bit of depth, like I said earlier. Depth really helps, and the Tall Blacks have plenty of it. Now, Mo's obviously speaking of New Zealand things, basketball, it's uh, finals time on, on Friday in Sydney. First of all, geez, it seems like a long time since we've actually just qualified for the finals. It, I know it's, it's only a bit of a week or so, but why have a big break? That is because the Tall Blacks are playing. So FIBA ah. has this international window. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, really, it's kind of awkward, really, but they can't avoid it. Um, yeah, and so the, the NBL just sort of had to grin and wear it. Um, and they, you know what? They probably could have actually had the grand final series because none of the players actually wanted to be um, in the Tall Blacks, and you can understand why. So it is, it is a little bit awkward, but it, you know what? It gives the breakers um, 12 days to get Barry Brown's um, hand injury healing properly. Um, it gives them time to um, focus. And Moby Maor said on a uh, podcast with the NBL, he said, um, what we try not to do is, and um, excuse the term here, but these are Modi's words, not have basketball masturbation. <laughs> think about <laughs> when you think about X's and O's too much, and you put it in your head, and you then you just overthink your role and how you work in the offense and the, where you stand on defense and all that kind of stuff. So that's probably been the biggest battle last week is actually just trying to not think about what's coming up when it starts on Friday night. How do you see this series playing out, Molly? Oh, look, I think. I think game one is, is massively important yeah. um, for the breakers. I think if you're going to win on the road, game one is going to have to be it because then they've got this confidence about them that I just wasn't seen through the later stages, the later rounds of the competition. So they went on a five-game winning streak into the playoffs, and one of them was against the Sydney Kings, who, by their own admission, were, weren't cruising, but they pretty much had the first spot sewn up, and they really felt like they weren't playing their best basketball. And now they're here. They know what it takes. They're the reigning champs. 
I think the breakers, if they get game one, it is home court advantage suddenly is equal. And I just feel as though there's going to be 9,000 people at Spark Arena. Like, that's, that's so insane. Good. I don't think they've had 9,000 since maybe CJ Bruton's last game in 2014. But I think it's actually going to have to go back to, say, 2012 when, when it was Vector and they had the, um, the both ends full of people in the stands, which is cool. So, yeah, game one's massive for the breakers to get a win on the road. That would be huge. Well, as you talk about, obviously, getting getting game one, and obviously Sydney Kings, the raging hot favourites going into this. Is basketball a sport where you think the, I guess, mental psyche carries much weight? Like, they play so often and obviously play each other so often. Do you think there would be any sort of mental hang-up about going up against the Sydney Kings? I don't think so. I think the best thing is that they're playing the best. And I think the Breakers think they're the best team and they believe wholeheartedly that they are the best team. And you can make a really, really good case for the fact that they are um, a really, really strong team, one through eight, one through nine on that roster. And I really think they have the mental strength. They've, their, whole, their whole thing has been defence this season. And at times their defence has been a little bit indifferent towards the Sydney Kings, who are just a little bit bigger, a little bit longer with the likes of Xavier Cook. He's just able to do things that not a lot of players in this part of the world can do with the basketball. But I think their defence has been really, really good in the playoffs and really, really good in that five-game win streak when they picked off the Sydney Kings. And I think that's the main thing. Like Barry Brown Jr., his offence is really good. They play a lot of isolation. They play a lot of face-up post-game through Brantley and Derek Pardon. But honestly, those guys, one through eight, they all play defence. Rob Lowe maybe not so much, but I love Rob Lowe, but... He, um, he likes to get a little cheeky foul on there every now and again, but they really love their defensive intensity. And I think that's the mindset that's going to win a championship. Like I say, defense wins championships is a tied cliche in sport, but geez, it works. I know when you get to this point, you obviously want to win, but can we take a moment to just reflect on actually getting here? Obviously, there's been a few dark days over the last few years, and like Tom Abercrombie came out saying he never thought he'd get an opportunity to win another championship, and here they are. They're on the doorstep. Yeah. I know, and I think the team won't believe this, and they won't think like this. But for a lot of Breakers fans, this is just such a celebration yeah. that this is a series that they're in. Like, it really is. They don't think like they've won the championship. But they have been, they've been treated to two years of absolute shite. Yeah. And they've had to, you know, they, they, they didn't like the change in ownership. There was, ownership did a couple of things at the beginning. Like, they tweaked their game day experience when they... And the, the diehard fans who had been there since day one, they didn't like the change. And it was hard to get that connection, and especially when they're overseas playing for two years because of COVID. And this is just a, this is just a, a massive win for break the, the organisation and the people in the front office. Like, they had to suck eggs for so long, and now this is just so exciting for them. I couldn't be happy for them. I couldn't be happier for the Breakers faithful. They, they're going to be treated to um, at least game two. I'm picking it's going to go five, but game two is going to be amazing, an atmosphere that Breakers fans won't know what has hit them, and they'll be, they'll be part of it. Well, we can't blim and wait. Uh, the NBL final series all kicks off on Friday against the Sydney Kings. Mully, thank you for always talking basketball and for your time with us. We appreciate it. Oh, Chris, I'm so impressed you came to the gym today. <laughs> newly married. I don't know about you, Bees, but when she walked through that door, I, was I, mean, dying. I got married. I didn't go for three days. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't go for three years, sorry. But there was grins everywhere. <laughs> That's probably the last time you'll see me. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, Chris. Good stuff. Thanks, Molly.
Andrew Mulligan joining us there, voice of basketball. So lucky to have his knowledge and expertise on this program every time uh, we send out the call. Breakers uh, coming up this Friday in the best of five game series. uh, And the Tall Blacks, of course, coming up tonight against Lebanon. They've already qualified for that World Cup in Asia later on in the year. But this is important game time uh, and important to get in front of your Kiwi fans. You don't get to play in, in New Zealand in front of these fans all too often. So Tall Blacks tonight against Lebanon, 7pm that one is tipping off um, and yeah, I don't need to go to the gym anymore, I can just yeah. eat what I want and everything's fallen by the wayside That's called getting comfortable, Kirst um, Mully's a machine so, at the gym I tell you that. Is he? Yeah, doesn't stop what's, what's, Is he doing game. the cardio stuff or just working out, weights? No, he does it all He does it all <laughs> He does it all Yeah Bryce Casey as well. The two of them turn up together, work out together, and they are phenomenal. Straight after their show, they're Mm, into it together. mm -hmm. Good on them. A couple of things there. Who Oh, no, England, 39 for one. They're going for it. Yeah, but we've got the one. Yeah, one. Yeah. We've got one. We needed two. 39 for one. Uh, Beautiful. Good stuff, Black Caps. Still riding you home here. Um, Who organises scheduling that... Yeah, plan your season knowing full well. This, these international windows are obviously locked in. Yeah, the week between S- the semis and final. Semis and fi- yeah. Bizarre because people forget about it. It ends up back in mind. And obviously the, the other funny thing and when you think about it, footballers, are they obliged? Jacob will know more than this, about this than us. But if you're picked, Jacob in that international window, or your club's yeah. obliged to release you, isn't it? You're yeah. not obliged to play. Yeah. So, yeah, gotcha. the club, the club's release players, um, and then yes. they, they've got the ability to set sort of restraints on um, international managers within the window. For instance, yes. um, I think Chris Wood was, wasn't allowed recently to play, or something, something, of, something of that along that yep. line. Um, but, yeah, they have, they have the control of the clubs, I think. Yeah, there you go. Very interesting. But, jeez, uh, obviously the TAB rank outsiders, the breakers, but the more you talk to people, and, like, obviously, Miles is a Kiwi, but he's not silly. No. He, he's still very much, you, the vibe you get off these people that we're talking to, we've talked to a couple over the last few it's weeks. It's not a done deal. It's not a done deal. Mm-hmm. Casey Frank was a, the same. Uh, he was, obviously, they all talk about how physical the Sydney Kings will be and uh, how we've got to get got to get into them, but... Certainly not a done deal. There's a real excitement building that uh, we might be on the edge of uh, something special here. Kirst. Another one. Another, Another one. Don't jinx them. Or don't let Jacob don't jinx save them. it. I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> a couple of texts uh, from our lovely listeners. Brian, an hour this evening is all England need to get half the runs they require <laughs> to win. Absolutely abysmal black caps. Uh, they do back quickly, don't they, Brian? They do go after it. Uh, Keith, 70 years old and a supporter for 60 years of the Black Caps off to the beach tomorrow to burn my well-worn cap. They need to look up the word professional, especially Bracewell who if he plays again should wear a mask <laughs> Jeez, we haven't missed here and, uh, and Kenny, he's chipped in and come back at me. Yes, and long bows. Long bows if you're going to support the Chiefs to win the title. Well, Kenny, you got to support them, don't you? What's you more realistic, support. the Chiefs winning the Super Rugby title this year after round one or Kirst winning the tipping comp after round one? Chiefs. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know you get all yeah, well, carried I don't away. have to do as much work. No, okay, I didn't <laughs> take it seriously last year. Um, but this year I am. 
I'm playing to win, Beef. I tell you what, you're playing to win. I'm not going to get bullied into any more of this. Oh, I just gave something different, would you, Beef? <laughs> yeah, uh, you actually you do get, get bullied into your that, Beef. That no, low key, low key. There is a bit of um, sort of pressure. Being oh come on, on he can choose his own. I'm not I'm writing <laughs> his tips down for him. <laughs> if I'm being Jacob impartial, God, and, I'm, and I'm also not putting Jacob, any bets on his TAB account. He's just not that good. Jacob, yours please. I, I somewhat agree. I somewhat agree. If I'm being an impartial referee here. Um, Are you saying he can't I'm make sorry, his own Kirst. decisions, Jacob? How many times have we heard the line, oh, we can't all go be the same beaver. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm one up now, so beef. do your own beef. It should oh. be serpentine. You know, like you should go... It should be beef, curse, beef, curse. It's not like I'm curse. copying him. Yeah. It's, it's a 50-50. You pick a team. Yeah, that is true. The, it's not like I'm copying him. Oh, you know, I didn't know the Blues are going to win. Mm. Well, you go first normally, Kirst. That's what the argument is. You, I, I think you go first, pressure Beave into a different pick. Um, that's your tactic. Especially so if it's dollar one shots. She she goes, if it's a dollar one game, like she'll go, oh, I'm going the Chiefs this weekend. You better go Moana. Oh, come no, on. No, obviously that's an <laughs> obvious one, Beave. But the Blues Brumbies, where, what are you thinking early on? Brumbies. Oh, I'm going Blues. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Thursday we'll continue the tipping competition. And right after this, we're doing cream of the crop, all thanks to PGG Rights and Turf. Yes, it is. This is the run home, all thanks to Mick Delivery. Time now for our cream of the crop, all thanks to PGG Rights and Turf. Grain Corp feeds your trusted partner for quality summer dairy feed options. Our cream of the crop this week. We've been talking test cricket all day. We've mentioned him. Our steady the ship, former skip, Kane Williamson, who earlier today became New Zealand's highest ever test run scorer, surpassing some of the greats of the game. Martin Crow, 5,444 runs. Brendan McCullum, 6,453. Stephen Fleming, 7,172. The great Ross Taylor, 7,683. Kane Williamson this morning, more than a tonne. He surpassed the great Ross Taylor to be New Zealand's top run scorer. Worked off his toes. Nice piece of timing. How good is the timing? It's going to run away for four. And there it is. Greatness has been talked about from a young age. And now Kane Williamson is top of New Zealand's test run scoring tree. Going past his long-time teammate Ross Taylor to a position many believed he would always get to. He has, and now is number one, appreciated by his teammates. It'll be tough to beat, Beef. It will be a tough feat to beat. History-making day for Kane Williamson. He's our cream of the crop. Absolutely is. And, uh, geez, what an all-star uh, line-up in that top four or five. Mm. The greats it's, of the game. Uh, it's our royalty, isn't it, when it comes to New Zealand cricketers. So, magnificent from Kane. Be interested to see, you, you mentioned it won't be beaten. Will it be beaten? Not because we might never have another Kane Williamson, which is, of course, a, there's likelihood in that, but also the fact that we will test cricket, cricket sit yes. moving forward and will they play as much yes. and will guys actually be prolific test match run scorers mm. or will they just bring their 2020 game and, and one day cricket into it and not be able to score of the big runs that uh, the Kane Williamson's have of today and, and the guys of yesterday. All great questions, It may never be beaten. It may never be beaten. He might set a level that's either A, too good or B, just no volume of cricket. 
Amazing, amazing day for Kane Williamson. Uh, he is our cream of the crop. Grain Court feeds your partner for high quality dry and liquid summer dairy feed options supplying farmers nationwide. New Zealand, or England, I should say, need 258 runs to win. They've got 48. One man gone, Beeve. They pick back up tomorrow. Yes, OK. Game on tomorrow, Kirst. Come on, you black caps. The unlikely victory now. Just over well, was... 200 runs tomorrow. It's been unlikely ever since Jacob said 21 to 3. A uh, little bit by lunch. Since then, it's all been one-way traffic. We've had our moments. So... Who knows? Well, in the Tauranga test. <laughs> He's talking about back then, two weeks ago. <laughs> oh. oh, Jacob, too good from you. Mm. Let's get back to talking Super Rugby while we try and get Grant Elliott on the phone because every week we are going to name our Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Week and our Super Rugby Opiki Player of the Week, all thanks to DHL Super Rugby Pacific Super Round is here this weekend in Melbourne. Six games, catch catch the action live on Sky Sport. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you'll be treated. Beaver will be there giving us live uh, pitch reports from the ground mm. uh, if he makes it... <laughs> Come on, Kirst. Uh, I'll be there. Don't you worry about that. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll be able to get a, a feel of the vibe around the streets of Melbourne, which I'm sure will be absolutely fever pitch for a bit of Super Rugby. Oh, it's going to be humming on the weekend. Hopefully they <laughs> fill those stands up uh, and you keep yourself out of trouble. But our Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Weekend could only be one, Beeve. Mark Talia, let me give you his numbers. Scored two tries, set two up. 202 metres he ran for, 13 defenders beaten. I reckon it was a whole lot more. 13 carries, four clean breaks. The man was an absolute machine. Short hand to Tuinga Farsi. Gets it away to Talia. And Talia scores. First try for the Blues in 2023. Incredible. An incredible 90 minutes of rugby from that man. Late bloomer, of course, into the All Blacks environment. Two tests at the end of last year. And when you see that performance, it's hard to not imagine him at the Rugby World Cup later this year on the right wing. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it, Kirst? You mentioned the late bloomer, late call-up. Wasn't even selected for that end-of-year trip. Then certainly left that end-of-year tour as the number one right winger. Comes back and, you know, there's still probably... Plenty of people wondering whether he will be a part of that World Cup, but seems to have taken what he got out of that interview tour from a confidence point of view and just come out in that first round of Super Rugby. And it is only the first round of Super Rugby, but just blitzed it. So, no, he's he's certainly on track, isn't he? And and, it, and it's a funny one, Kirst. Like, we all presumed that jersey's going to be all Jordans. Mm. And we so just don't know, do we? We don't know. And now all of a sudden, 
if Will Jordan's not there, then all of a sudden that means Mark Talia absolutely is going to have a World Cup. Will he be the starting right winger? Who knows? There could be some still adjustments made, but he's going to have a World Cup, certainly if Will Jordan's out of calculations, and we don't know that, and that's a, it's a long way to be even talking like that, but the reality is there's going to be guys that miss the, miss the Cup for, for, for injuries, but Mark Talia, he what an honourable first up winner of the Goldies week one. Can I ask you something? Um, yes. When you go into the All Blacks environment for the first time and you're given that taste, what do most people do after that? I mean, does it give you a whole lot of confidence? Does it just make you want to work a whole lot harder so that you make sure that you're in there every time selection comes up? Are you bombarded with all of this information and this is what you've got to go back and work on? What's it actually like after the first time you go in? Yeah, it's a funny one. The, it's certainly it's certainly like a drug as far as you just want more of it. Yeah. You mean, you don't want that to be the last. I mean, it's funny. You, once you've played one test match, you're always freaking out. Oh, I don't want to be a one test all no. black. Um, no one does, then, do they? No, and then, you, and then you're like, oh, well, I want to be back there next year. And, 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 I, and I don't know what it's like these days, but certainly when we were lucky enough to be coached by... Hanson, Henry, mm. Smith, and Mick Byrne for me was massive. You used to get given all this, all this information that just blew your mind. You used to get all these little, little tippets of gold that you'd want to have the chance to go and put, put, put down. I guess. And and I remember leaving that environment and going away on my off season and just absolutely going to town on all the new kicking stuff that I'd learned from Mick and and the little bits and pieces from Smithy and Ted particularly in my areas. And it's almost like, and I remember a couple of, a couple of weeks into a Super Rugby campaign with uh, Fozzie. Fozzie pulled me aside and said, look, I know what you're doing. I know you're trying to put all this out on the field in one hit, but let's just bank your game first. Like, do what you're good at first, and then just, you've, you've been training the house down with all this other stuff. Just let that stuff come through naturally. But there, because there's this, and I don't know if the boys get still get that because, but obviously, if Mick had a specialist kicking coach, which for me was obviously so much of my game was, you know, as a first five was around kicking. So you've got all these little variations of kicks that I'd spend hours and hours after training doing, and you'd be trying to bust them out left, right, and centre during early rounds of Super Rugby. So it, it is because the amount of I guess what you bring back, the knowledge and that, and. I guess, yeah, you definitely come back with confidence as far as whoever you're playing, you, you back yourself to be better than. But at the same time, you, you're trying to build your game again. Well, I wonder what those All Blacks coaches have given have given Mark Talia. He already had the skill set, didn't he? He just seems like he's on another level again. He's found X Factor, I, I think. He's always been this wonderfully safe and uh, just, a, just a real good-looking finishing winger and who you don't get much mistakes out of. Mm. But for me, watching him now, it's like, and, and X Factor is something that, you know, you don't, well, I didn't think you could just sort of manufacture. It's just happened with him, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, and it's probably, it might be being a bit unfair to him previously, but it just seems now that he can just do things which, you know, that's just not regular. That's not just average, you know. That's that's not just being clinical and mistake-free rugby player that I guess Mark Talia maybe a year ago was. These wingers, I mean, from what we've seen in the past, right, they come in at quite a young age, superstars straight away. You look at Caleb Clark, Rico Ioane, all these guys were superstars at, as teenagers. Yep. And for him, it's only been in the last couple of years, but he wasn't a starting winger for the Blues, was he? He didn't get all of these opportunities. No. And then last year, it all clicked. Yeah, he's, he's, would you say he's probably had two, three seasons of starting regularly for the, for the Blues? But On and off. 
on and off, yeah. So, you know, he's he's got that sort of experience. But you're right. And, and then that's the funny thing because what is it? What's the stat? It's about 26, 27. 26 is when you lose your speed and he's 26. All black, all black wingers drop off the face of the planet. And he's just starting. Yeah. So it adds to it. He's in Nehemi on a scatter for this year, surely. But he's potentially. Better. Yeah, potentially. I think you'd – and I – I'll be accused of being biased, and I'm and I'm happy to be. Sean Stevenson has to be in that sort of bracket. He, he's got to keep the form. He keeps the form. He, he's gone and done that against the Crusaders in Christchurch, mm. you know, against All Blacks in, in the back division everywhere. So he will have to be in the conversation to, to – I know, I know it's only week one, but if he can hold that form, um, because there's going to be a whole lot easier games this year, you know. There's going to be games where wingers and – Backs in particular are going to make... It's going to be like, I guess, batting against uh, Afghanistan as far as test match cricket goes. You're just getting your averages up. But these going to be guys walk away with plenty of tries against these lesser Australian teams. And there's going to be some heads turned. So it's going to... When they perform against the big teams, you know, when it's all happening against the Blues, Chiefs and the Crusaders, Hurricanes, I think that's when you start to really take notice of, of some of these guys who you are saying are bolters. mm Mark Talia, he is our player of Super Rugby Pacific this week. And when we look at Super Rugby Opeke, it was their round one over the weekend as well. The Blues narrowly going down to Matatu, the South Island team. The Chiefs, Manoa, getting a job done big time over the Hurricanes Poa. And for that reason alone, we could not look past Luca Connor, who scored a hat-trick of tries over the weekend. Now the pick and go inside the two. They're in the end goal the try. Yeah. Job is to win the scrum and drive forward. It's under control. Kennedy Simon okay. with an opportunity to lead at half time. Just short. Now the pick and go. Manoa scrum. Falea Funga too big. Too strong and also too good. And that'll do it. Far too good, the Chiefs Manawa defending champions. Of course, they'll have a couple of other challenges when they come up against the Blues and, of course, much too, but looking good so far to start the season in Super Rugby Opeki. And congratulations to Luca Connor for being named our Super Rugby Opeki Player of the Week. That is all thanks to DHL. Super Rugby Pacific Ground is here this weekend. Melbourne, it is all going down. Right, we're back to our Goldies Beaver, our Dally M Medal Awards. We've got five, four, three, two, one points to give away for our top five players in Super Rugby as voted by you. Beaver is going to let you know who's got the points from the opening weekend right after this. This is The Run Home with Kirsten Beef. All thanks to Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. The Goldies, it is our very own Dally M Awards as voted by you. We give the top five players in Super Rugby every single week points based on how they've performed. Five for the very best performer, one for the fifth best. At the end of the year, we'll calculate all the points and our Goldie Award winner will be named. Of course, the Goldie's named after the one and only Golden One and great friend of the show, Beaver. We've got our top five for this week. Kick us off. Tell us who's getting what points starting from one to five. Well, getting one point is the Evergreen, former All Black, Wellington, Hurricane Lock, now residing in Perth. It's Jeremy Thrush. He will get one point in the very first Round of the Goldies. I don't know if Thrush will get too many more Goldie points this year, but that'll be one of your savour, I'm sure. 
Uh, question, not question two. I feel like I'm on drive for survival all of a sudden, Kirst. Uh, number two and collect himself two uh, Goldie points and someone who I'm sure will feature heavily towards the end of the season is one Bowden Barrett. Three points for this champion. Um, you can imagine the zest in my voice all of a sudden, so straight away you think Chiefs. And yes, you'd be right if you're listening at home. It's the one and only Guzzler, Brody Retallick. What a performance he put in on Friday night to lead the Chiefs forward pack along with his great mate Sammy Kane around the park. Four points for the one and only Damien McKenzie. He had a wonderful night. Started at 10, drifted back to 15, and put in a... A very clinical performance from the young fella there, to be fair. And, dare I say, won the points match against his illustrious opposite in Richie Moanga. And five points. And as you just heard, he had to get five because we'd anointed him our Player of the Round award just earlier. Mark Talia, who is going from strength to strength. He will be the round one five-point winner of the Goldies on the run home. Very, very good. Very good, Bevan. Thank you so much for all your votes. We'll be doing that every Monday as we name our Golden Award winner at the end of the Super Rugby season.